We've um, been going, at the night service, we've been going through a series called Apprentice of Jesus. So the idea of this is kind of, I, I've stolen this kind of from someone, borrowed no, from someone else, from another pastor um, in America. And it was, it's kind of like the most, I guess, modern day version of the word disciple or the closest kind of thing that I could think of or this person could think of as well. Because disciple, you kind of, you don't hear that word very much outside of the church context, as far as I know. I've never heard anyone go, yes. I'm going to be a disciple at JB Hi-Fi. Like, no, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. Like, um, so, apprentice, we, kind of, we know a little bit of that kind of language, yeah? You think of an apprentice like a carpenter, a carpentry apprentice, and what they do is that they spend time. Uh, if you're an apprentice, you spend time with a qualified carpenter, yeah? You spend time with them, a lot of time, actually, every single week, learning from them, becoming more like them in the sense of being a carpenter and <laughs> hopefully not the swearing side of it. No. Um, and then you, you do what they do. Once you've learned what they, they do, and you kind of do it yourself. And in the same kind of sense, a Christian, a disciple, is an apprentice of Jesus. It's an apprentice of Jesus. We, we spend time with Jesus we, we do, I mean, we, we uh, become more like him as we spend more time with him and we do the things that he does. And we've gone through a bunch of different things like the importance of gathering together um, and being centered on Jesus. Um, not any other thing, but um, on Jesus is that the core for our, for our lives personally, as a, but as a corporate church, we've gone through prayer, we've gone through the, the, um, the call to love God and love uh, with everything of who we are, we love with every part of who we are. We love God, and that's one of the calls we have. And we love others out of that. And today, I'm going to go through uh, keeping in step with the Spirit. And this is this is really just a, a, a short sermon on the importance of keeping in step with the Spirit, or following God, following the Holy Spirit throughout the whole day. So, if you want to turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter five, this is a very common passage, Galatians chapter 5. I'll have it up on the screen as well if you want to read, but I encourage you. It's always better looking in your own Bible, I reckon. Um, so this is a real common one, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, if you've ever heard, heard about it or have a church background. Um, so it says, uh, this is verse 16, sorry, Galatians five sixteen to 26. So, so I say, walk by the Spirit, remember that, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. You are in conflict, they are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus 
uh, has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Here we go. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, Tonight, so this is um, the Apostle Paul. He's like an early writer in the in the church. A lot of the um, books we see in the New Testament outside the Gospels are written by him. So he's he's writing to a church in Galatia, hence Galatians, um, and he's 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 reminding them of this same thing. So he said this to them before. And I want to kind of focus, I'm, I like, we've probably preached on, you, if you have a church background, you've probably heard about the fruits of the Spirit. And I want to touch on it, but I want, to, I want to look at the first little bit. I've underlined it if it's not too small. Lucky we've got a nice big screen now. Um, at the start and uh, in verse 16 and then 25 as well. So I want to focus on these two things. So verse 16 says, walk by the Spirit. And verse 25 at the end says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So you kind of get these three very, very similar type things. We get walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, and keep in step with the Spirit. See, the first kind of the, the first and the last one says walk and keep in step and live by the Spirit. It's kind of, if anyone remembers when I first got here, it's a little bit like a burger. Burger analogy, you've kind of got the, uh, you've got the bun at the top and the bun on the bottom. So you've got the same kind of theme at the start and the same theme at the end. And then kind of in the middle, it's kind of telling you a little bit more of the meat of what's happening in there. Um, so for Paul, the writer of this book, walking and living by the Spirit is actually fundamental to him, to, to the church in Galatia and to the church for us today in being an apprentice of Jesus. It's fundamental that we walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Because it is the Spirit that, is, is the, uh, is the spirit that helps us to become, he's the one that helps us to become more like Jesus. Um, in our... The Spirit is the helper, and even Jesus himself talks about him in this way. So I don't have it up, I'll just read it. It's one verse. John 14, verse 26. And Jesus said, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, teach you all things, and remind you of all that I said to you. So he's this helper. He's this helper. He helps us. He teaches us. He, he, he um, kind of transforms us in, many, in ways. He reminds us of the truth as we walk with him. And in this like passage in Galatians with the fruit of the Spirit, you see this contrast between walking by the Spirit and walking by the flesh, basically. The fruit of the flesh, fruit of the Spirit. I don't, not many people call it the fruit of the flesh, but it's kinda, he's contrasting these two different things in there. So walking by the Spirit, uh, it creates really good things, yeah? It creates like love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Whereas not living by the Spirit, not walking, keeping in step, creates kind of almost these opposite type things, these much more negative things like sexual immorality, impurity, depravity, idolatry, hatred, discord, all that kind of stuff. We get the idea. It's there. It's not good. When we're walking by the flesh. So we kind of get these two choices, yeah? It's like you walk by the Spirit or you walk by the flesh. It's pretty easy. And essentially, living by the Spirit 
I mean, living by the flesh is, is less to do with kind of um, literally just your flesh, like your body. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like you just have to be this, you have to either live by the Spirit and you're kind of just airy-fairy kind of thing going throughout life or you, the other alternative is that you're just living by your kind of flesh, by your own physical body. You know, kind of the idea here is more that you have these kind of fleshly desires and we see this is that it's kind of this idea of kind of going our own way and kind of following all the desires and wants and of our heart, whether good or bad, apart from Jesus. So we're not with him. We're doing that apart from him and we're going, God, I don't need you. I'm going to follow my own desires. I'm going to be my own God in a way. This is what Adam and Eve did in Genesis chapter 3. Um, they're kind of going, no, I, I, I want to I do my own thing. I want to follow my own desires. I want to follow all these things. And that's kind of more the idea of walking with the flesh. It's, doing, it's kind of going the other way from God and following your own thing. Whereas the Spirit, it's kind of going, it's following the Spirit. Is, it's, oh, sorry, little note on the flesh. Is that you can still be a spiritual, you can still, still spiritual aspects to that, yeah? Um, this is why uh, Christianity isn't the only thing that offers any kind of spiritual thing. There's actually other things going on. But, so you've got the living by the flesh, your own desires, and then you've got the spirit. So it's kind of this, this you come at with God and you come to him in humility and you're like, I'm the apprentice, I'm coming to you in humility, I want to walk with you and I want you to shape me, I want you to remind me, I want you to teach me of everything that Jesus taught and who he is and I want to become more like him. So it's kind of flesh with the Spirit. And he's saying you can kind of do one or the other. Sometimes it's a bit of a mix we find in our lives. Um, we have, yeah, we'll go into that in a minute. But we want to be um, keeping in step with the Spirit. And you can see that this is true, this kind of idea. When you, you can see that this kind of idea between the flesh and the Spirit following two different things with the lists, like the bad list and the good list. And you can see that when people follow the flesh in this life, when they only follow their own desires, I'm not saying every desire is bad, by the way. Um, we can have some pretty bad ones and follow them. You can see the pain that it takes in this world and creates. When we're selfish, when we're looking only to ourselves and kind of what we want, we're going our own way apart from God, often that creates a big percentage of what we see is wrong in the world is because we do that and the ripple effects that happen. That's why that list is there. You're following, you're walking by the flesh, that kind of stuff will happen. It will happen. Um, whereas the list we get given to like the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit, the kind of, the product of us following and keeping in step with the Spirit is nothing but good. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, and all these beautiful, beautiful things. But I want to, ask the question tonight, and this is my primary thing I want to chat about a bit, and I'm gonna, we're going to do something a little bit different at the end, but what, is it, what does it look like to keep in step with the Spirit? What does it look like? I don't think, uh, it, took me, it was a long time before I ever really thought about that question. And one of the kind of common answers to the question of how do we keep in step with the Spirit, like what does that, what does that look like? That sounds pretty airy-fairy. And one of the main answers um, I think probably most people might give is that we spend a lot of time 
it's kind of our quiet time, yeah? We, um, and bear with me here, but you're, you're spending time in the Bible, you're spending time in, in prayer, you're spending time in fellowship and, um, and uh, maybe you like listening to worship music. Often that, that comes up as well. And that is truth. It is truth. This is part of it though. I think it's only part of it. Keeping in step with the Spirit. I, mean, that, I think that's, that's at its very core because we've talked about this. All those kind of things. An apprentice of Jesus does those things and they're essential. But I think keeping in step with the Spirit is, is even more than that. And this is just part of it. It's part of it. And I think, I'll go into it in a second, but I think until we realize that our walk with God is actually bigger than just our quiet time, then it's a bit like a carpentry apprentice going to hang out with the qualified apprentice for only like half an hour, an hour a day. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's not bad and it's essential, but you won't, you won't be growing quite as fast. You won't become, be becoming more like Jesus and doing the things that he does if we limit our time, our uh, walk with God, sorry, just to our quiet time. And even the language of this passage uses kind of, it doesn't suggest that it's just this one-time little thing that we do in the morning or at night or wherever, whenever you do it. And that's great. I'm not putting it down, by the way. It's great. It's essential. We've done sermons on it. But it, it, it talks like this. It says, keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. And this kind of, to me, this suggests kind of a constant motion in a way. You're walking with him. You're keeping in step. He's going left, you're going left. If you're going right, you're going right. If he stops, you stop. Do you know what I mean? It's like this idea of keeping in step, of walking with him. You're trying to follow someone and you want to keep in step with him. And you need to keep moving and you need to follow him. So if our only time with God is in our quiet time, um, then we're not following Jesus very much each day. And we, we won't become like him at least as quick. Do you know what I mean? We won't be so focused on it. And it's kind of like a, this idea, like you want to be asking God, Lord, can you, just small little practical things. And, we, and again, I'm not, not uh, perfect at this at all. Um, but it's like, God, I don't want this time in the morning or night just to be my only time. I actually want to walk with you throughout the day. I want to experience your presence. I want to see your leading in my life. And Lord, can I might not know what that looks like, but can you help me be more aware of it? Um, can you help me to distinguish between what's me and what's something else? And Lord, can you can I just not miss? Can I do this day with you? Can I partner with what you're already doing and can you use me? I'm, I'm coming before you in humility to your spirit to guide me. And that's hugely different from kind of having a bit of time in the morning, nothing wrong with it, but then kind of doing the rest of the day just in our own, purely in our own strengths and our own motives. Does that make sense? There's a big little bit of a difference there. And I don't, so I think the question's still there. What does it look like 
to keep in step with the Spirit? What does it look like to do that throughout the whole day and not just in the morning? I gave some just little things just then. But I don't think the answer is to become a monk and kind of go off to like a monastery and then like dedicate 12 hours of your life every single day, seven days a week for however many years you do that, just to prayer. That's not, the, that's not what I'm saying. Um, I mean, all power to you. That's, that's quite a discipline to do that. Um, but it's also not to be a spiritual airy-fairy per- person where you're kind of like, there's spiritual stuff under every rock. Do you know what I mean? There's a balance here. We're actually doing a life with God. We still are physical, we're spiritual. We're doing this with Him, not apart from Him. We're not leaving Him at, at home, in a sense. We're taking Him with us and going as we go about our life. And this is actually what you see in the Gospels. You see it in the Gospels and particularly in Acts, like Jesus, you'll see him do this a lot. I'm going to pick on a lot of the apostles um, tonight. And so you'll see it. Yes, so in Acts chapter 1, you'll see that the Holy Spirit comes upon these uh, disciples, these apostles, these early followers of Jesus, and they can preach like nothing else. They, they can say the right specific words and they can come with power and like thousands of people are saved and it just kind of goes and goes. It just, it, it goes all around. You can see it with how they can know how to heal someone or pray for healing and kind of when to not, or what to pray for, what not to pray for. Do I go this way? Like you think of Paul, he, he was a missionary, he went all over the place. He, he, he knew where he was going, he was keeping in step with the Spirit. I'm sure he wasn't perfect, I'm not saying that, I'm not putting him up at God level, but like he, he, he endeavoured to do what he's actually saying to this Galatian, in Galatia, sorry, um, by kind of, he could go to different places. He could m- morph his messages in a way. He could share the gospel. You think of Mars Hill. He kind of went into a different kind of culture and it was very intellectual. And he just, he knew. He was following the Spirit's leading and it was powerful. So you see it all throughout the gospel and in Acts. It says in. Uh, in the book of Acts, that with great power the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. With great power the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It wasn't just that they said or knew the right things. They were with great power following the Holy Spirit. They were kind of teaming up with God in their everyday life as they went about their life and what they were doing. It was the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that gave them specific gifts um, and still gives us specific gifts on a wide variety of different things. Sometimes we have gifts that were like, we're like things that we're very gifted at and he just takes a hold of that and can just elevate it. Sometimes it's things like healing. Sometimes it's prayer. Sometimes it's hospitality. All these different things is the Spirit that helps us. He's the helper. He morphs and shapes us. It's the Holy Spirit in Romans 8. Uh, uh, Paul would talk about this, is that God can use even our horrible, our bad stuff for good in our lives. It's Him that does this for us. 
It's the Holy Spirit that helps us deny the flesh as well. The bad desires that we might have. The want to kind of follow only our own will and our own desires. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us and guides us in this. Like the main passage of the fruit of the Spirit, we need to be in step with the Spirit. We need the Spirit in order to not do these wrong things of the flesh. We need to be focusing on this. To be sexually pure, we need much more than ourselves. We can't do it just by ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit. To be pure, we need to walk with the Spirit throughout the day, be dedicating our thoughts to Him as we go along. To not be led by selfish ambition, we need to surrender daily. We need to continuously do that and be led by the Spirit. If we want to be not driven by jealousy, then we need the Spirit. We need to walk with Him, to keep in step with Him, and so on and so forth. We only get the fruit of the Spirit when we live by the Spirit. It's not as if we're kind of just like, I'm going to try my hardest to be more loving today. But we kind of go, Lord, I'm going to try that, but I want you, I want to partner with you and I want you to make me a more loving person. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not going to try to be more joyful and that's really good, I'm not saying that. But we, it's kind of our own effort as well as partnering with, with, with the Holy Spirit, with God and he, and he just keeps pushing us and He keeps changing us as we do about it. But we need to be walking with the Spirit. But what does this look like for someone who's not a pastor or an apostle um, or um, some sort of minister of some sort? What, is it, what does it look like for the retail worker to keep in step with the Spirit? What does it look like for the teacher or um, the coal miner, the engineer or the, the full-time mom or parent at home? What does it look like to do that? And again, I'm not going to say that I know the ins and outs of everything of how to do this. I'm on my own journey with trying to keep in step with the Spirit. But I will say that I think it's gradual. It's a gradual, but it's not a difficult answer. It's not complicated. It's quite simple. So I wanted to leave us with some things before I invite Pastor Andrew up. But I want to encourage us. Some really simple ways that I've really been seeing God move in my own life and I've read some really cool books of how people have kind of kept in step with the Spirit and how their lives have been transformed as, as they've done this and they've just been used powerfully in just everyday context. And these are some of the things I kind of reflected on. But simple things like regularly checking in on the Lord throughout the day. You might actually have a really, really, really busy time and you're just like, I can't stop, Matt. I'm a nurse. I like, I'm going boom, 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 all over the place. I get it. But if you can, if you're able to, have little check-ins throughout the day. Maybe you set like a little reminder, an alarm, just to kind of go, beep, beep, and you're like, okay. Right, Lord, this day is yours. Please use me. I want to be led by you. Let your Holy Spirit be known to me. Really simple things like that. Ask him, as well as those reminders, those times to kind of be with God, to check in with him. Asking him, Lord, help me to notice you. I, I, I know it sounds really simple, but it is so, it's so valuable, such a simple question. Lord, can you help me to notice you more? 
and more. And what you find is, is that as you continue to do that, you do. And you start to kind of go, and as well as asking God, like, Lord, help me to, to make sure it really is your leading and make that clear. And you get to know it. You get to know who the Holy Spirit is working within you and it becomes a bit more clear as you go about it. I think humility is a good one to kind of surrender. Go, God, I, I do want to do this day. I don't want to follow my fleshly desires. I don't want to do this day just for myself. I want to do it with you. I want to walk with you. I want to live with you and I want to keep in step. Wherever you go, Lord, I'm laying my life down here. And if he tells, shows you to do something, obey. That's the other thing I saw. <laughs> it's crazy. Some of it might seem okay. And it's as we do these things, we're regularly checking in on, with God, like little reminders maybe. We're asking him, Lord, help me to notice you. Make yourself more clear. Help me to, to see if there's any kind of thing blocking me from you, that any sin or anything that I'm holding on to that is making this a bit murky. Ask him to be there and for you to know that as you're um, coming to him in humility and surrender, the more and more we recognize the Spirit, the more and more we do this, the more we follow him, the more we do this, we'll start to become more and more like him and our time won't just be in the morning. It won't be just in our quiet time, but it'll start to more and more flow into just the everyday stuff, no matter what you're doing. You're doing it to the glory of God. You're changing a nappy. You're doing it to the glory of God. Do you know what I mean? Like, Lord, help me. Um, <laughs> and whatever you're doing, you're walking to the bus stop, <laughs> whatever, you can do it all to the glory of God, that you can have the Holy Spirit. You're keeping in step with Him. You're living your life more than just one moment in the day. So I'm going to invite Pastor Andrew up. Um, and I just wanted to question someone a little more senior than myself. I've turned 30 today and I need to uh, put the oldness jerks towards someone else now. <laughs> um, so by no means is, um, and I mean this really nicely, but no, by no means uh, is Andrew this perfect person. Neither am I, no one here is, but we just wanted to have some, um, just wanted to question in him, on some of its experiences with walking with God, um, being led by the Holy Spirit um, in his time in Togo and Africa and just through his, out, his uh, everyday life. I'm actually in my 30s too, so it must mean that I'm young. <laughs> um, Not much longer. Happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> uh, let's give Matt a, a round of applause. <laughs> Turn 30, that's great. <laughs> so, Matt. No, Hello. No, you, you, you questioned me. Oh, right. No, I just wanted, wanted to see um, whatever comes uh, to your mind, what's uh, to your heart. Um, curious to kind of know your journey of uh, walking with the Spirit, not just having it as a small part of your day. Um, I guess I guess the first thing that came to my mind when when Matt was talking, I was thinking about Jesus and these peculiar comments that he would say quite often. He would say, um, "I only do what I see the Father doing." Mm. Um, and then we have examples in the Book of Acts, and I think it's chapter 16, where you have 
Paul and he's on one of his missionary journeys and he's heading up towards Asia and then he detours and it says that the Holy Spirit prevented him from going, um, going north uh, towards, uh, towards Asia. I guess the questions for me that kind of raise there is um, like how? Um, what, what does that look like? Did, did the Holy Spirit put something in front of him or did he have a dream or a vision or um, what, does, what does that look like? And, and probably our questions that we have in regards to how the Spirit works in our life is, is more in regards to that how. How, how does that actually function? Um, talking about Togo, and uh, we, so for those of you that don't know my story, uh, spent um, nearly 10 years in a little West African country called Togo with my wife and family as missionaries there. And probably the first time that we were really uh, listening to the Lord is what he wanted us in, in regards to what he wanted us to do was um, uh, I think of that, that passage I might open it up actually um, it's it's in Psalms Psalms 36 and we were trying to we always had Africa in our heart and we we're trying to work out where God wanted us. And um, there's, there's so many different places in Africa that you can go to and, and serve in. And I remember saying to a missionary there, his name was Matt Miller, and I said, Matt, how do you know where God wants you? And he said to me, well, it depends how you see God, um, whether he has a blueprint kind of model for you, whether he's got something set out exactly for your life or, or whether... Um, it's, a, it's a little bit different whether there's options but there's things in which God wants to join us or, or that we can join him with as well. He took me to this passage and he said um, this has been really helpful for him and it's always been really helpful for me from then on. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And uh, that, that can be seen as kind of like a... Um, uh, a s- slot machine kind of in a sense of you delight and then I get my desires. Um, but I, I don't think that's what it's talking about. And what I think it's talking about is that as we walk with God and we delight ourselves in him, uh, that verse there, it's actually sandwiched by, by um, trust in the Lord and then um, commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him. So, so we've got trust and trust on both sides of there. So it's, it's sandwiched in this life of trust with him. Delight in trusting the Lord. And what happens is we walk with him, we become more aligned with him, and his desires become our desires. And our desires become his desires. And he then gives them to us, um, in a sense, because they are, uh, we're being moulded to, to have his desires as well. So... Um, that was one of the core principles that we used. We ended up um, having a heart and a love for the people in Togo and uh, I, I guess we sensed that that was uh, the way the Holy Spirit was leading us. Mm. Um, and yeah, we delighted ourselves in him and, and uh, that was our desire, but I think it was God's desire as well. Yeah. So how did you know like, that it was not just your own, your desire? Like, how have you kind of navigated that throughout your, your Christian walk? Well, that's a good question. Um, so that's the, uh, the voice in our head. Um, who is it? is it? Is it our voice? Is it God's voice? And um, this is pretty important because I, 
in, uh, in John, it talks about Jesus saying that his sheep will hear his voice. Mm. And it seems to be a key part of, um, of being a Christian. This morning we talked about Jesus uh, and, and he came to save us, but he also came to show us what God is like and to, ha- to live a truly human life, like a, a mm. proper human life. And we see that Jesus was, was going away all the time to meet with the Father so that he could do uh, only what the Father wanted him to do. So trying to discern that voice, um, I guess there's, there's three things that come to mind there. And the first one would be to ask. Um, to, to be someone that is asking God to actually speak into our lives on a daily basis. Mm. Um, to bring uh, situations that we know will come up and that come up during the day and say, God, do you have anything to say to me here? I, I do think one of our issues is that if we don't actually ask, um, we, we don't receive. Mm. And also in the, in the very um, process of asking God something, it's almost like we're putting up our antennas to actually hear. Um, so there's the component of asking, but then you have that component of listening. And, and this is probably, I'm going along the oh, no, wrong way. Um, you get to that component of listening. And I do believe that it is actually, uh, well, God speaks to people differently, but um, generally those who have walked with the Lord for a while and and start to hear his voice well, um, they hear it in the sense of their own internal voice. So it it sounds like your voice, um, and yet you start to recognise it as the voice of God. And uh, one of the ways that you do that is that you start out of faith acting on his voice. Mm. So we've got asking him to speak, we've got listening, and then we've got the acting. And um, now if, if, if you're thinking that God's saying something and it aligns with his will and his ways, um, you might as well go for it because if you got it wrong and he wasn't actually saying that to you and it was just your own voice... Um, fantastic your own voice is aligning with the things of God. Um, But sometimes uh, you'll actually start to get it right and you'll hear what he's saying and it will take a a leap of faith. Um, Maybe he says, hey, I want you to go and speak to that person over there and you're like, what in the world? And God just lights up on our mind again that person and you speak to them and there was a real specific reason that you didn't know but God knew and that reinforces because it, it creates a connection with that action of faith and the way that voice sounded or felt, more felt, it's, it's a more felt sense of that God is speaking. Mm. Um, for me, it's become a, a, a bit more of a, well, just I, I, I think God actually speaks to us in different ways. Um, for me, I actually have a physical reaction often. Um, if someone's speaking and I feel, I sense that the Holy Spirit is actually really speaking through them or um, if, I'm, if I'm reading something, uh, I, I actually tear up um, pretty easily actually mm. um, when the Holy Spirit, I, I believe he's, he's speaking. Mm. Um, I've got one more thing to say here. Mm. Um, it's probably honed for me uh, quite a lot in Togo and... Um, it's actually through a really quite interesting way. We would, 
going to, to restaurants at Togo, we, we created a curriculum for church planters and so we spent about a year and a half basically going to the dodgy restaurants in our town um, <laughs> from one dodgy restaurant to the next. And that's where we, we wrote the curriculum with, with our team. And there were these times in which I had these um, crazy thoughts come into my mind um, that, that really, uh, they, it, it was my own internal voice. And um, like a couple of these thoughts were, were not very nice. Um, and I was thinking, what is going on here? I kind of just, just pushed them down and under. And then... Uh, we had a really close team and, and I said to my friend Jesse, I just said, Jesse, I don't know, I need to tell you this. This is going through my mind and it's disgusting and I don't like it, but it's, it's in there. I just want just to bring it out in the light because I don't want it there. Mm. And he looks at me and he goes, that is exactly what was going through my mind at that moment. Mm. So it was a rela- in relation to someone there. And... Uh, we kind of made this agreement between each other that no matter what comes into our mind, um, we were just going to tell each other. And it was extraordinary the amount of times in which the exact thing would come into our, each other's minds, mm. um, which, was, which was really, really out there. And what, I think what was actually happening was it was a, a spiritual attack of the enemy. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of made me think, okay, if, if, the, if the enemy speaks to us through our own internal thoughts... <coughs> Um, maybe God does that as well, but we just have to start to recognise his voice. And, um, and, and that was probably one of the main ways that it really opened my eyes to how God may speak to mm. us. Um, uses some of those, or the enemy uses some of those same mechanisms that mm. um, God actually uses as well. So. No, that's really good. Mm. It's one of the best things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you... When you're reading scripture or you're talking to someone and scripture's God breathed but, but when you're reading it or someone's speaking and God takes something and just breathes onto it and, uh, and you, you sense that mm. and you, you hear his voice as the shepherd's speaking to you. Mm. There's something inc- incredibly intimate about that and um, something very, very special mm. about that. So... Um, the process of, of being led by the Spirit, of, mm. of hearing the Spirit, it's not just about being transformed or made new or being directed, but it's about this intimate relationship mm. with our shepherd. That's mm. good. Thanks, Andrew. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Let's give him a hand. <laughs> Hopefully that was encouraging. Um, that our walk with God doesn't just end in our, in, our, in our quiet time with him, that we can ask him, that we can listen and we can act upon it as well. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up um, and I'm going to pray. Um, but if you want any prayer or if you're kind of unsure of this or you want to you wanna hear God a bit more you wanna, uh, or anything that you want prayer for, me and Andrew and, and uh, Esther will be up at the front here. We'd love to be able to pray for you. Uh, let's pray, hey? Lord, I thank you so much that you speak. Lord, I thank you that you are there, that you guide us, that you want us to to be with you, that we're not a nuisance to you, um, that you made a way for us to even be in this relationship with you. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to ask. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear you. Lord, take any blockages away, anything that might be holding us back, anything that we might need to bring out into the light or confess or tell someone, a close friend. Lord, that we might be able to hear you more. If, we are busy, if our lives are too busy, Lord, I pray that you would help us to declutter them as best as we can. Whatever situation we're in, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have time to not have such a busy and full mind that we can't hear you but Lord that we can hear you and follow you and just flow with you throughout the day Lord. Lord I pray that us as as your church will be a people that act upon, that we act upon your words, that we listen and that we want to hear Lord God and we want to be more like you. Help us to be good apprentices of you. Help us to spend time with you. Help us to become more like you. And Lord, help us and empower us to do what you did. Amen.